What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 548th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. With me is Greg. Hello, hello, hello. Guess what? I'm going to the Asia Mall tonight. I'm going to go visit mm. all of Asia in mall form. Hopefully they'll have more things open when I went. Uh, I heard a couple things ha- have opened. So I think, I don't know, it's a Sunday. It's a weird day to go. But it was not my choice. (laughs) (laughs) I went like after a snowstorm. So half their parking lot was like holding snow. So there was no spaces to park. Speaking of snow, Bobby doesn't get any. None. None at all. Are you flooded? (laughs) Uh, No, not down here. But it is. We've been getting a lot of rain. Well, a lot of rain for like California, obviously. (laughs) But no, no snow, no flooding. Um, Just. Just rain. Just living the good life over there. Yeah, it's like 60 degrees or something right now. I don't know, 65 degrees. That's nice. It's good. Good living. All right. So for today's episode, we have um, Pokemon Go stuff. We have the Scarlet and Violet TCG stuff. Details got announced there. And then we have um, some upcoming Scarlet and Violet raids on top of they did the 1008 Pokemon video. I'm suspecting we we all watch that. Uh, <laughs> let's uh because that all that stuff is scarlet and violet let's do the only non-scarlet and violet stuff which is pokemon go which to me is still always weird that niantic is on there like do if we're celebrating hoenn <laughs> very soon <laughs> they're a little behind when a brand they new got game started late I, mean, I i get it but at the same time like there are no rules they could have skipped they could have jumped early <laughs> to like <laughs> It just feels weird that everything else is celebrating, like, Gen 9, and (laughs) Niantic is like, gee, you guys remember Lotad? (laughs) Niantic has their own rules, and they will not, not, not be deterred from them. Yeah. They, Niantic is the Internet Explorer of the uh, (laughs) Pokemon universe. Man, I can't wait till they adopt Pokemon Go Edge. (laughs) Oh, poor Niantic. We all thought like a uh, Gen Three Pokemon was coming, and uh, t- everyone wrong, I guess, because <laughs> Noibat is is the next community day, <laughs> which is a good community day. It's a great community day, but they are all over the place. <laughs> I the, I think the shocking thing here is how fast they did Noibat. Like I thought they were gonna milk Noibat for another year because uh, it was one of the Dragon Egg. Maybe can spawn in the wild event for the twinkling Disney Channel event that was happening, and it was it was pretty sought after. Uh, there was like another thing where people were like, "Oh, I want to grind Noibat eggs or whatever." There was an event a couple months ago, yeah, where there were Noibat eggs because I definitely spent too much money on incubators <laughs> trying to hatch a shiny Noibat. But like, unlike unlike so a lot of people, I'm not mad that there's now a Noibat community. Like, I knew it was coming. And guess what? We there's Axew in raids right now, and for all you people who are raiding and trying to pay for a shiny Axew, that will also be a community day at some come. point in the future. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I would also assume that like they're gonna turn Gumi shiny for this summer's Go Fest because that would mm. be the one you would spend a bunch of dollars on, and then Gumi oh, would yeah, be yeah. the community day for next summer. Exactly. Axew would be community this year's community day yeah yeah raid going strong baby 
really? not raid. This year's community uh-huh. day because they were in raids for GoFest <laughs> in 2022. Yeah, I'm thinking Axew in somewhere between June and August that is it will be the community day. That's my guess, just based on how they do that. And then Gumi would be like, "Here's your dollar, easy. Like we're gonna milk all these suckers for Gumi things." And then all those people are gonna be the same people that complain next year when Gumi is a community day because no one has ever learned that this pattern. <laughs> well, I, uh, why? Well, look at the calendar. Look at the patterns. Look at the patterns. What we need is we just need a. Bobby, you need to create a big murder board <laughs> with strings and dates, and then mm-hmm. you can just point to it. You can go live on Instagram and say, look, yeah. here's the pattern. Yep. True. I, yeah. I don't understand this like idea that um, you're just going to get a shiny and it's going to be exclusive forever. You know, it's like, no, of course not. <laughs> like it's you're, you're paying to get it first, right? Like, it, eventually all of them will be available to everybody in some in some way i mean i guess you could get it to be a lucky shiny a year before anybody else could sure without there. luck there you go i mean to be fair when i see people walking with the the galarian birds i'm like oh gosh i wish i could get this and then it's like but then i have to do the 15 minute incense and then i gotta walk and then i was gonna appear and then i'm not gonna catch it and then i'm gonna be I, even I, more I, mad that i didn't catch it look i'm not walking until I am not going to slide down the hill outside my house straight into the river because it is pure ice out there still. And half the people are like, eh, it's good enough. I'm like, it's not good enough. That's not good enough. It's a death trap. Yeah. Just, just not, not Southern California problems. I, I was going to say, like, I've been walking every day now, just like since the new year, and then doing those daily incense. And, before so i don't know if they've changed like the spawn rate of the galarian birds but before new year's i had seen two in the entire time and i've done it like fairly like consistently every day i'd seen two and then since new year's i've seen three i think so uh, it seems weird that but but it could just be chance yeah but i I haven't caught yeah i mean it's impossible to catch but at least they're showing up uh, so yeah, Noibat Community Day. Uh, Noibat does take 400 candy to evolve. It's on a Sunday. FYI. It is Sunday, February 5th from 2 to 5. They'll have their dollar research. Three times the Stardust. Two times the Catch Candy. Two times the chance for uh, receiving XL Candy if you're level 31 and above. Extra special trade. 50% less Stardust, uh, Lure will last for three hours, Incense will last for three hours, Snapshot. Why do they still bother saying take a few snapshots during Community Day for a surprise? We know what the surprise is. <laughs> well, it's not a surprise anymore. <laughs> the surprise. We know what's going to happen. You don't know what cool pose Noibat is going to do. He's going to be in this fancy <laughs> everyone. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Everyone loves that's the Noibat. That's Noibat's great. Uh, Noibat's going to be in four-star raids after, so you can, like, extend it, because there's no middle evolution, so they're just going to do Noibat. Oh, really? It's not... I missed that. I thought it's not going to be Noivern? No, it the... will still be Noibat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, Noibat would have been, like, a good... How many Noibat, anyways? Four, 4,000? 8 million? Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? What'd How many say? candies do evolve Noibat? 400. Is it? Yeah, okay. 4,000? <laughs> You know, Nobat would have been a cool Halloween Pokemon. I don't know. 
very spooky in February, I guess. Who was October's community day? Um, it was Litwick this year, right? Yeah, it was Litwick. It was Litwick, yeah. Okay, so at least it was Halloween themed this year. At least there was a Halloween. And then Rag and Rolla was September, I think? Because, yeah, that would have been right, because the Ternatus Codes came out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, 2023, at least starting off strong with two good community days, Chespin and, well, I, I, I would argue that they were good. You know, everyone likes starters, especially a fresh, brand new shiny, and Noibat, Neu, very sought after, so, yeah, uh, sure. I, I guess we'll um, sure. maybe cool. maybe March will disappoint us. Who knows? <laughs> uh, it will. <laughs> uh, last bit of Pokemon Good. Well, uh, two two more bits. Uh, there's going to be a new event. Celebrate the Lunar New Year in Pokemon Go's 2023 Lunar New Year event. They they do this like every year. Um, uh, I think this event is kind of bad, but uh, Pokemon like Bunnelby and Bonary will appear more frequently in Eggs and in the Wild because it's the year of the Rabbit. Um, wild encounters are going to be Ponyta, Magmar, Magikarp, Slugma, Numel, Numel, Combi, Benary, Fennekin, Bunnelby, and then if you're if some trainers might encounter Flareon or Darmaka, you'll have an increased chance to get shiny Darmaka. Um, so that's cool. Uh, increased chance for lucky trades. Uh, increased chance to become lucky friends. Twice the stardust from opening gifts. One additional special trade each day for a maximum of two per day. And then uh, trainers can choose several reward bonuses during limited research. I think this was already data mined or leaked or something where you can choose for more XP or more Stardust. Mm. No, they, they, and it's on the press release. It's like, it's a catching one. Uh, it's like the, the branching. I thought I remember seeing that on like on the Pokemon Go website. Where oh, like, no, it's uh, not on this either. website. Oh, right, well, I'm, I'm on PokemonGoLive.com. It's, it, it, it's not here. <laughs> Never mind then. I, I don't know what I. I don't know what I saw. On. I know what data mining website I saw it on. <laughs> Cheating. Let's see. Uh, there, there will be. Um, oh wait, you were right. It's a, it's a. Yeah, say it here. does say this. Okay, so it says trainers will be able to access trained uh, the time to research. This is in very small text. Um, they will grant wishes for their next one. So hatching eggs, um, for the duration, uh, of daily, they will either revolve around either hatching eggs, the duration of daily adventure incense or collecting stardust. Those are the paths you can choose. Okay. Well, then I definitely read it on some other <laughs> website because that's not the, <laughs> the terminology, I saw. but it, yeah, same idea. No matter what you pick, all trainers will, who will be able to complete research will receive a lucky egg and other items. They will also have the opportunity to encounter Magikarp, Azumarill, Combusken, Darmaka, Galarian Darmaka, and Bunnelby. Um, 7k eggs will have Chingling, Riolu, Darmaka, Gal Galarian Darmaka, and Scraggy. Can't wait for that Scraggy community day. Oh, I'm excited for that one. I'm, go I'm grinding that one out. I need a little Seggy boy. A little... Saggy Pant Boy. Uh, One-star raids will have Voltorb, Shinx, Darmaka, Galarian Darmaka. Three-star raids will have Flareon, Shuckle, Blaziken, Drudigan, Diggersby. Who in their right mind is going to be doing that a non-shiny Diggersby, Diggersby raid? They, I am paying a dollar to get them all, baby. They, yeah, they, need, they always need to do one. There needs to be one three-star raid. Remember when three-star raids never had shiny Pokemon? And it was like... No one wants to do three star raids. <laughs> I, I, there's still very little raids. reason to do three star raids. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I don't have a shiny dread again. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, Regice <laughs> is my favorite rabbit Pokemon. I don't know why that's being featured as the five star legend. If you turn it upside down, those legs become rabbit ears. It's obvious. I can't believe you didn't even see that. What I hate most about this is that I'm 40 Regice deep without getting a shiny one yet in, <laughs> in Pokemon Go, and it just means I'm going to have to do a few more Regice raids when it's here. You don't have to. There will be in 2050 when we're out crawling around Regice Community Day. <laughs> Mega Lopunny will make its return. Also, there will be a new backpack in the shop that you can buy. It looks like a little lantern. Oh, that's kind of cute. This event is, it's like four days, right? Um, it is Thursday, January 19th to Monday, January 23rd. So it's not a terribly long event. Um, if you are going to the Hoenn Go Tour in Vegas, uh, I guess try to get lucky friends with people if you're going to see them there um, or whatever. A way, a or way to get don't. lucky friends. Or don't. Or don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We, we don't live your life. Do what you want. <laughs> or don't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> speaking of the Hoenn GoFest tour, they, it's not GoFest. It's just called the Hoenn Tour Las Vegas. It sold out as of, uh, I think, this morning. It will be Las Vegas, Nevada, February 18th to 19th. Uh, you were able to add on an extra ticket uh, if you wanted to, although... A little bit of some at some point last week, both days were still available, but you couldn't buy both days. Uh, so you could buy Sunday or you could buy Saturday, but you couldn't like add them together. So they were probably I, I, I don't know what's happening on the back end. Right. They probably turned that off. And then I think Saturday sold out first because, of course, it would. And then Sunday just sold out this morning, the, the morning we're recording this. So that event is completely sold out now. They didn't say how many people were there. I will I will try to ask a security. Niantic usually doesn't tell me for the record of how many people attend. But usually you can find like a security guard or one of those event people that are like, because they know because mm -hmm. they're told by their event organizers how many people are there. So I'll just find a security guard and figure out how many people <laughs> showed up to this event. Way to do it. <laughs> no clue. Uh, but it, I, I, I don't know. It, it sold out. It seems... We can only hope that it will be good. I don't think Vegas ever gets rain, right? So at least it won't be rained out, right? You should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it's a desert. It's a yeah. Yeah, I've I've been in Vegas when it's rained before, but it once maybe, and I've been to Vegas. Yeah, it's a not lot, so not that common. Yeah, not common there for sure. Plus, look, they want you inside at the casinos anyway, so. If it rains, they're just going to throw your doors open and let you go inside. I'm, I'm excited to walk around the casinos. I have no desire to gamble, but I would. I, I want to see. I want to see the. Uh, I want to see the energy. Steve says he has no desire to gamble as he's playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I have joined gamble zero Dedenne raids because I give a Niantic that dollar. <laughs> I want the Dedenne, but I will. I will click the wild spawns. Thank you very much. I, knowing you, you will like the energy of Vegas for approximately 20 minutes. Mm. And then the noise of the casinos, because they are mm. loud, mm -hmm. will send you fleeing for the hills. Yeah. That combo. Well, they'll send you fleeing for your earpods, because you will definitely put your earpods to be like, nope, I'm out. Well, no, it's the, yeah, it's the combo of the bells and everything going off, along with the stale cigarette smell. <laughs> That you will have Wait, can going you still through smoke those oh, yeah. casinos. That yeah yeah some 
Not them. all. Not all of Some. them. It's definitely changed, but yeah, yeah they want to keep everybody they, in there here's as, the thing. as much as possible. Here's the secret. Here's the secret if you want free drinks at a casino in Vegas. Take a dollar worth of quarters, sit down at a slot machine, and play slowly. At some point, they will come up to you and ask you if you want a drink. Because their goal is to give you free drinks to keep you gambling. Mm-hmm. So if you do not want to buy a drink, but you want a drink, just sit at a slot machine and play slowly. Yep. And they'll come up and be like, oh, can I get you something, hun? And you're like, yeah, I'll have a whatever. And they'll mm-hmm. run off and then you're stuck there because they are doing that for everybody. So you're probably stuck there for about half an hour before they get back to you. But they <laughs> will come back to you with a free drink. I True. also heard like the cigarette True. thing that some don't even do that anymore. Have yeah. cigarette. Like, yeah, there are non-smoking casinos now. That's definitely changed over the years. But there are definitely still casinos where you oh, yeah, are allowed are. to smoke um oh yeah they and, are. and i always love the non-smoking sections of those casinos because it's like it's still all wafting over there it's not look it's not like, that was set up in the 70s that's how it used to be and we're not straying <laughs> from it so i mean the higher end the nicer ones the ones that are leading way more into family friendly stuff and way into more being a mall than a casino now mm. they have a lot stricter rules around smoking but believe you me some of them casinos you're like Boy, this carpet's never been clean. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it's like they could be non-smoking, but the just the the sinking in stench <laughs> of cigarettes from decades of allowing them will still decades be on decades in the air. Let's uh, shift gears over here to the TCG stuff. So on PokemonCenter.com, the Scarlet and Violet stuff went up for pre-order, uh, so you could get a booster box, which I, I still don't know who's buying. Booster boxes from PokemonCenter.com at full MSRP when you there's various sites out there that will sell them to you for like significantly under MSRP. But um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the one thing on on PokemonCenter.com that I think some people gravitate to, myself included, is the the elite trainer boxes, the po- the Pokemon Center exclusive elite trainer boxes, which usually just come with two more booster packs and like I don't know what one extra thing normally in them. Um, yep. But if for whatever reason, if you decide to to pre-order that, uh, you get a uh, LeChonk uh, promo card. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, lim- you're able to uh, purchase four of each. Uh, I did purchase one of each, so I did. It does give you two LeChonk on checkout. They're not sold out yet. They went up for pre-order, I think, three or four days ago. Um, so I, I think I think either two things can happen, either. Or, or they could be related. Number one is uh, <laughs> they have they are printing much much many more cards, and number two is scalpers don't want to buy these anymore, which could be related because they keep just printing more and more cards. Because in the past, these elite trainer boxes would have crashed the website and would have been sold out in less than five minutes. Yep. Uh, but even with a purchase limit of four, they're still up there. You also get a so with the Pokemon Center exclusive ETB, you also get a second. So so the way that they're doing it for Scarlet and Violet, right, is um, every Elite Trainer box now comes with a promo card inside. So like in this in these, you can either get the Scarlet box or the Violet box. You get um, Coridon or Maridon like as a promo card inside of it. If you get the Pokemon Center exclusive one, they give you a second card that looks exactly like the other one, except it has a Pokemon Center stamp 
on the card. Mm. So if you get an Elite Trainer box from Target or Walmart or somewhere else, it'll you'll get one promo card in the box. And if you get the Pokemon Center exclusive one, you'll get two. And the only difference is one has a Pokemon Center stamp and the other one does not. So Got it. I forgot that we covered the news that like the TCG cards are going up. Like they the booster packs I think went up like fifty cents and then the ETBs went up like five dollars or something like that. But they're like, We're putting more booster packs in the ETBs and we're giving you a guaranteed it's I, I don't know. Yeah. There's something weird with eggs right now where eggs are like nine dollars. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, that's because a lot of bad things have been happening to chickens lately. <laughs> Unfortunately, chickens aren't chickens aren't doing so good. So if you see a chicken out Take a moment, respect their space. They're having a rough time right now. All right, now. chicken's having a rough time. Got it. <laughs> Pokey Beach here has a, a, a list of things that were revealed. as the, This is January 13th off PokeyBeach.com. They said that there was the reveal in Japan, and this leads to more details for the English Scarlet and Violet set. So they are saying the set will feature 12 double rare Pokemon EX, including two Terra Pokemon EX, this means one Pokemon EX will be cut. The Japanese sets and theme decks feature Gardevoir, Great Tusk, Gardevoir EX, Great Tusk EX, just assume I'm saying EX after all these, Coridon, Spydops, my boy Spydops. I, I really, I, the, the TC, if you have not seen the Spydops TCG cards, I feel like they finally do Spydops justice. They're so good. They finally do. It's been three months since we've even seen this thing exist. <laughs> Justice is served for spinoffs. <laughs> where did you see this? Uh, this should be on Poke Beach. This should be the article before this one where they have the, the cards. Should be. It's very good. I will say it is very good. Magnazone. Uh, I'll be the judge of that. Maridon. Bayonet. Why do they keep making Bayonet cards? Who? <laughs> 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 not like bayonet's fine they just like they make a lot of bayonet cards um iron treads oinklage lucario see lucario at least makes sense to me ampharos and mimikyu ex so those are all the exs uh gyarados ex and arcanine ex will be the two terra pokemon gen one strikes again 12 ultra rare pokemon ex and eight ultra rare supporter cards uh are being reported here these are probably the full arts we know elsewhere the pokemon company scarlet and violet will feature full art etched cards showcasing pokemon with simple poses bright colors um the eight ultra rare supporters are probably going to be the full art supporters 24 illustration rare pokemon these are called art rares in japan we're calling them in english illustration rares 10 special illustration rares and rare pokemon and then supporter cards these are called the special art rares in Japan. We are calling them special illustration rares. If you notice, the Pokemon company will say 10 special illustration rare Pokemon and supporter cards, unless we're misunderstanding, we, we as in Poke Beach. Uh, it seems that the Pokemon company is saying there might be special illustration rare supporters. If so, they have not revealed them in Japan yet. All of Japan's secret rares will be revealed by next week. The Pokemon Company is also international is also saying illustration rares and special illustration rare Pokemon will showcase Pokemon in their natural environment and offer a closer look at their unique personalities. Six hyper rare gold etched cards, which include Pokemon EX trainers and energy, 
These are probably the gold cards we've already seen before. We've seen this with like Zamazenta, Zashi, and Eternatus, all that stuff. And then finally, this is probably the biggest takeaway from this news, is there's no mention of rainbow rares at all in the Japanese set, which means that the rainbow cards might be done for. Which I don't know, some people like, I, I liked the rainbow rares, some people didn't, some people like the older rainbow rares, but not the newer rainbow rares. Uh, I liked them all. Um, they're saying the set for English will be over 190 cards. And the Elite Trainer booster boxes on PokemonCenter.com are $60. I think they used to be $55? They were, uh, no. So they used to be, so. Uh, no, they used to be 50 Pokemon, oh yeah, Pokemon Center exclusive ones. They used to be 50 And the ones yeah. at Target used to be 40, 40 But those are going up to 50 Mm-hmm. And then the Pokemon Centers went up from fifty to sixty. Yeah, there was a five dollar increase in there at one point within the last like six months. I will say at like Target they were forty five. Like they had, they were creeping up already, but yeah, now it's going to be fifty for a non Pokemon Center exclusive ETB, and then sixty for the Pokemon Center exclusive ones in US. I know in like Canada, all these prices are like way higher, but uh, in the US, yeah. Greg, what do you think of that Spy Ops? Nah, you know. <laughs> What? Pass. It's so good. What are you talking hard, about? Hard pass. <laughs> hard. One of the hardest pasts I can give it. No. Wow. Be gone. You see the one where he's gone, in the tree and he's whipping, he's whipping the like string shot? Good. It's, it's good. It's good. Good. It's good. Um, I, I think it's, they're really leaning into, which I am a fan of, but they're really leaning into, I guess... I assume like the special illustration rares would be like the alt arts, right? What we were calling alternate art yeah. cards before. Um, but it's cool to see them really lean into that. Although it will make it a lot harder to collect. Like if you're trying to get an entire set, um, yeah. does it? Because it like, I think my problem with the TCG stuff in the last couple of years, and the, I, I wanted when, when sword and shield came around, I wanted to like complete every set. Um, which, which ends up being pretty hard because the rainbow rares and the gold rares are, are significant. Like you're lucky if you pull like two or three per a hundred dollar booster box. So at a certain point, like Pokemon go, uh, TCG definitely benefits from the area you are in. So if you're, if your friends are collecting TCG or you're going to TCG meetups or like leagues, and you have a bunch of extra EXs or V cards. You could probably trade for the ones you're missing, right? But if 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 you if you're collecting by yourself, and your only options are to continue to pay more money and to continue to open packs, and there's nothing wrong with opening packs. Opening packs are very fun. Um, or the the smarter option is just to go to like eBay or TCG Player and literally just buy the like the specific cards you are missing because the likelihood of you buying another hundred dollar booster box and, and pulling that is probably very slim. But yes, I would maybe assume that the joy of collecting Pokemon cards is like the randomness and the opening the booster packs and like going through the excitement and stuff and not specifically just going to eBay and adding add to cart. It's <laughs> <laughs> that. That's exciting to me. <laughs> if I was missing I like enjoy two, paying other people for their work and me having to do none of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like also the other problem I 
I, I guess we'll hold it back. But back up. The the first problem I have are these sets are gin- ginormous and yeah. the rare cards are pretty rare. The second problem I had was like every card could be a reverse hollow, including rares. So you could get like a hollow rare Cramorant, right? Not a full art Cramorant, just like a hollow rare Cramorant. But you could also get a reverse hollow Cramorant. But the but like, why do I really want both? Like I, I, the reverse rare stuff never existed in Japan. The reverse rare stuff was only like American and like Italian and German and stuff. Are, are, did they get rid of reverse rare? Is that gone in Scarlet and Violet? I, I'm gonna say it's the other way around because when they talked about the price increase going to four 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 fifty a pack, there are now for one there are no more non hollow rares. Right, they they said that they got rid of the non-hollow rare. So oh, every yes. rare yeah, yeah. is at you least get, a hollow. You could get non-hollow rare, hollow rare, or reverse hollow rare. Yeah, yeah, that was a right. thing too. Yeah, so there are no more non-hollow rares. So that's good. And they said there are three hollow cards a pack now. And so technically, if you think about it, now if there was, let's take like Champions Path, where there are no non-hollow rares, right? It's all hollow rares. You'd get two because you get a reverse hollow, and then you get a hollow rare in those packs. So I'm assuming there'll be one extra hollow, and will that be a common? Like, I, will it be rare? Will it be common? Uncommon? Who knows? But it sounds like you're getting three hollow cards a pack now, at least, uh, because of the or they said like with in conjunction with the price raise, that may even be a bigger problem. May it might make it might make uh, collecting like a master set even harder. I think. Um, Greg, you get into the TCG we'll this time around? Nope. <laughs> Well, it would convince you to get into it. I don't see. I don't want to collect it, right? Like collecting, I have. <laughs> I don't want junk. so much junk <laughs> that I don't want to collect it. Like I already have. Like I meant to keep my magic collection in control, and it's not. And I have to redo it. I had to buy. I had to buy this big buy this to start collect holding on to stupid magic cards, and. Magic cards, I can play Commander, and they don't... Commander means they're always good. They don't yeah, yeah, rotate yeah, yeah. out. The thing that right. I hate about standard formats is... Every, like, if I have a deck that I really like playing, it will quickly become not usable, except in very specific formats, right? Like, right. amongst my friends. But, of course, if my friends keep up and get the newest grace, because every card game has huge amounts of scope creep and power creep, like, that is just not fun for me it's not fun to try to keep up now i will say having a deck to go do like the boss battle stuff at conventions getting stuff where the you still have to have a current deck to some extent but like anything goes that appeals to me like i do Mm -hmm. have my grass deck behind me that i had a lot of fun at gen con doing the boss battles i i just don't like the i i understand the necessity for it but I don't like the money investment of a rotating format. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. like the rotating, rotating format because I like playing with new cards and new mechanics and stuff like that. And like, obviously, changing your deck is really fun. Or it was fun for me to be like, oh, I can add these cards to my deck. Or there were formats where I was like, oh, I'm not like super into like this format, so I'm okay with taking a break. And then like. You know, those certain cards rotate out and you're like, oh, those cards are gone. I'm coming back in. So like there, there's like an ebb and flow to that. But I think I think for me, it's it's the frustration is cost. Let's say cost wasn't a thing. 
the frustration for me is just like how big these sets are and then like mm-hmm. trying to put them together in binder binders and then like sorting through just like hundreds of cards and then being like what am i going to do with these extra cards it's it's it almost feels like if you want to complete these sets it almost feels like a full-time job like i can't do anything else pokemon related because the tcg itself is like 90% organization and then like 10% just throwing <laughs> money down the drain. Well, that's what what I was only I wasn't collecting for a bunch of years. I was collecting when I was a kid and then I started again. And then I was happy. You know, I was happy with life. And then Steve kept talking about the TCG and talking <laughs> about you know, opening cards and things and I was like, "You know, why don't I just dip in and just, you know, buy some packs?" and see if I pull a Charizard or something. And now I have a binder for every set. And that thing behind me right here is full of those boxes that Greg was just talking about. <laughs> and I've got cards in every room of the house. My kids have cards. Everybody's got cards. I and mean, this is I all do, Steve's I fault. Do, people do send me cute things. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. And I like having cute things. Well, there you go. But like, I don't want to. I don't want to play the game. I'll have the cute things. Like, give me the cute things. Yeah, see, I have. I tried to get back in the game too, but I it's 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 been tough for for the audio people. I'm holding up special delivery Charizard. See, so I have like two special delivery Charizards on my desk. Right, they're in the the cellophane wrapper. Nice. And I don't want to take them out of the cellophane, but they're not in a binder. But I feel like they should be in a binder. But I don't know where in the binder to put them. I guess I put them in seven. This is promo 75, apparently. Yeah. But I actually I, don't know I, where that I, binder is right now. <laughs> I don't know where my promo <laughs> binder is right now. Probably in a box somewhere. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have, so like I have this drawer in the next room over. And like now what happens is every time a set comes out, I just buy a binder and then I try to just organize this. Like I open, you know, I, I don't know how other people collect. I typically buy more stuff at the beginning of the set coming out yeah. to open and then try to like, Get everything filled at that point. Use like an uh, an app on my phone to kind of organize everything, and then um, and then after a little while, then I'm like buying more random stuff, buying older stuff, and then what happens is that the thing like everything starts to pile up, and then yeah. I'm like, uh oh, like, no. I've I cr- I have crossed the age and patience barrier where it is. Why do I have all of this? This stopped being interesting years ago. Nobody cares about it except for me, and my interest is waning. Why do I want more? Like, that's sort of the weird thing about collecting is at some point, my brain just went, I don't want to move this into another room. I just want to move it to the trash and never have to deal with it again. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I I can't. I have so much bulk, but I can't get rid of it because I haven't finished sorting it. And, like, I know there are a bunch of rares in that bulk that need to go into their respective places in the folder, but I haven't done that organization yet, so therefore the bulk has to sit. Do you, yeah, you gotta do it right away with the sets, because what I do now is, like, I buy packs, like, last night I bought some packs, and I pretty much have all the commons and the uncommons from the, like, newest set, right? It's the rares and the ultra rares and all that stuff that I'm missing. So I'll usually go through them and then at the end of like opening a bunch of packs, I just take all the uncommons and commons and either just toss them in a box or like give them to my kids or something. And then I just have like the rares. And then there's only like 
20 cards to worry about instead of like 200 cards to worry about, you know, but you have to get to that place oh, where like you get that all organized first <laughs> and then you can, you know, you then it's a little bit easier. You have to like and enjoy organization, which not me. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's uh, organize ourselves into a break. Uh, and when we come back, we will talk about some Scarlet and Violet events and upcoming news. <laughs> so we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon, a subscription cocktail service that helps you learn how to make handcrafted cocktails right at home. Every box comes with enough ingredients to make three different cocktail recipes developed by world-class mixologists. All you need to do is buy one bottle of that month's spirit and you have all you need to make 12 drinks at home. At just $40 to $50 per month, plus the cost of the bottle, this is a super cost-effective way to enjoy craft cocktails, and you can skip or cancel boxes at any time. Actually, probably probably a pretty okay gift for Valentine's Day, honestly, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and we're, we're saying it early enough where you can, yeah. you can actually... FYI, <laughs> Valentine's Day is coming up. So you can get $20 off your first box at shakerandspoon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. And we are back from our break. Let's talk about some Scarlet and Violet. So there was the announcement. We I think I, I think I said this last week that Sarah B said there was some announcement coming. There was. It was the 1008 video. Yeah. Although I would say we'll, we'll we'll talk about that video in a second. There were announcements that came after that video. I will say that 1008 video very good. I put my reaction. I, I watched it fresh. Put it up on YouTube. Thought it was really great. We'll circle back to that. I would say though that 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 was not worth waking up at six a.m. for. <laughs> and I did not wake up at six a.m. for I that. I didn't either. <laughs> I woke up. I rem- I was at work for a couple of hours. Then I went. Oh yeah, there's a video. I should maybe watch that. And then I angered everybody on the internet. Well, because you, you don't like Goldengo. Correct. Uh, yeah, I mean... It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it is fine. Uh, a lot of okay. people did not feel that that was fine, though. So uh, so some of the, f- the announcements that came from that was that there's a Valentine's Day event, which will feature Tandem Mouse, not Mouse Hold. Uh, they did not say how hard this will be, although it is tandem mouse. It is not mouse hold, so I can't imagine it would be a seven star or a six star raid. <laughs> I mean, this has got to be like the one to five star thing, right? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. This yeah. has to be like Deli Bird. Like, um, yeah. Uh, they did say it will focus on fairy type, um, where the Deli Bird was technically everything. I, I don't want to say I'm speculating. It would be very cool if this was like their first shiny event, because again, it is it is not mouse hold. Um, and we do know that you, in order to get the family of three, it's a one in a hundred chance. Otherwise, it's a 99 in a hundred chance of getting a family of four. Now, before anyone says, well, I see family of three all the time. Family of three does exist in raids. You can find a family of three in raids naturally. It's just when you evolve Tandem Mouse, there's a one in a hundred chance of it becoming a family of three. So maybe that's the case here. Um, I don't want to give anyone's hopes up. It could just be like the Deli Bird event. You just get fairy shards, nothing big deal. But if they were to do a shiny, um, 
it'd be it's funny because this would be a very bad shiny to do in raids because you probably wouldn't be able to see the colors of its shirts yeah. because of the lens flare in raids so yeah. you wouldn't actually know until after you caught it whether it'd be shiny <laughs> but they haven't doesn't, done a shiny event yet in raids doesn't it do the sparkle when it at no, first or it does just, not sparkle no, so in raids why did the it doesn't sparkle. I didn't know that. From it my understanding, I, from, from the from the two like videos I've seen on Twitter, it does not sparkle in raids. Uh, it but you do see it in raids though, right? You see it as you a could shiny see it as raids. shiny. It's just with specifically not, tandem mouse. It'd be very hard. It's already hard to tell without like yeah. the crystallization over it. Right, right. But does so this goes back to just like shinies in raids at all. Does everyone see it as shiny? Is yeah. it like that raid is shiny? Like it was yes, that raid in, is yeah, it, yeah, it's like Sword that, and Shield, that, that raid is shiny like for everyone. Okay. Um you do okay. you would see it as shiny in the raid. I heard it doesn't sparkle, but I don't know. Maybe YouTube comments will correct me. Uh, I do know that shiny charm doesn't work. Um so it's right. it is one in right. four thousand ninety-six for, for for raids. Um ideally, I guess like if you went into a raid, you saw it was shiny, you could back out, invite your friends. Catch rate is 100% for everyone. But yeah, if, if I, I have not seen a shiny raid personally, so I, I, I guess I can only give my I've seen this video on Twitter. Maybe it was fake video. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, if you I've, found a shiny in a raid, let me know if it sparkles or not. I have yeah. an important question. Why doesn't every mouse get a hat? That's a good question. It bothers me. It bothers me that every mouse doesn't have a hat. That only one person gets a hat. That is that is difficult for me to get past right now. <laughs> Greg with the hard hitting questions of the day. <laughs> I was watching I a competitive it. battle. It was like one of those grassroots battles, so like not official like ladder stuff, right? It was just like a tournament and somebody had a Sandy Shocks. And they fairy typed their Sandy Shocks, and the hat was spinning in a circle on the Sandy Shocks head. And I couldn't tell if I, I have no clue if that's supposed to be intentional or not because of Sandy Shocks. I was like, I don't know. Sandy Shocks is a wild Pokemon. Maybe the hat does rotate. I've never seen Sandy Shocks terrestrialized. I couldn't tell if it was a glitch or if it was the game or if it was supposed to happen or specifically with Sandy Shocks, the heart just spins in a circle on its head the I entire hate battle. This timeline so much. I'm very into this. This game is incredibly broken. It's <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> there are people that come into my Twitch streams and they're like, "Why do you guys say this game's so buggy? I've never experienced a bug." And I'm like, "We have vast, we have vastly I, different definitions of what bugs are." Yeah, because holy cow, like it's like every ten minutes something wild is happening in this game. Whether like I'm falling through the floor or like Pokemon are hiding in walls or like there was one point in a Cinderace raid where I just watched a Miascarada, Miascarada by the way that somebody brought to a Cinderace raid just like double slap in front of cinderace and then cinderace just disappeared from the raid pedal and i was like this, this is wild everything about so i again i don't know if sandy shocks terra is supposed to have the terra hat spin around him but it was tight it was awesome anyways oh, tandem no. mouse is coming to raids the interesting thing about this is it's starting on a Monday and it's ending on like a Thursday. So normally the raid events are um, like Thursday to Sunday. Uh, mm -hmm. But this one is starting when a different raid is ending. And then it does go over Valentine's Day. So that makes sense. 
So ever do I have to catch one for me? Because I will not. I will not be playing this game <laughs> during this time period. Yeah, I I don't know if it's great or not. The next bit of news here is they announced another set of raids. The, they they said the next seven star raid is coming, which is a little bit earlier than expected. I thought they were going to do one seven star raid per month, but this one is sneaking into January. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it's one seven star raid every four weeks Two exactly, weeks? no matter what. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what the schedule is, but they didn't reveal what the Pokemon was. They just said it will be a seven star poison type Terra raid. And it will go from January 27th to January 29th. And then it will return on February 10th through February 12th. Uh, It will have the Mightiest Mark. It will be seven stars. If you didn't know this by now, seven star raid Pokemon are level 100. Don't bring your level 75 Gengar to a Cinderace, please. It will will not survive. (laughs) I have visual proof. (laughs) (laughs) But Gengar's the best. There, there is speculation here of, of what it could be, not to go too deep into things, but just like in Sword and Shield, I think we've talked about this before, just like in Sword and Shield, there were some Pokemon in Sword and Shield in the game code, like Melmetal, that were not available until a certain point in the game. Snorlax is another good example, right? Gigantamax Snorlax was in the game code for about a month, but you mm. couldn't get it until they, they said you could. Um, we... Charizard was in the game code before Scarlet and Violet released, but you couldn't get Charizard until the uh, the, the raid event. So mm-hmm. we do know that Blastoise and Venusaur are nowhere to be found. <laughs> They're not in the game code. Charizard is. This was exactly the same for Sword and Shield. That being said, it could be exactly the same for Sword and Shield where Blastoise and Venusaur show up for future DLC, right? I, I, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be forgotten or left behind. Starter-wise, Never we know, know that... The Gen 8 starters are in the game code. Cinderace, Rillaboom, Intellion are in the game code. We all we are obviously just got Cinderace. We know the Hisuian starters are in the game code. This makes the most sense because obviously you, they would want you to use Hisuian Typhlosion, Hisuian Decidueye, and then Hisuian Samurott in those games. Um, and then the other set of starters that are in the game code are the Gen 6 starters. So that would be Greninja, Delphox, and the Abomination that is Chestnut. So if if we're going thematically, uh, which we have two Pokemon, whether that's a pattern or not, who knows? But thematically, nah, Charizard being never a, a pattern. Three not a pattern. It can't be a pattern. It can't be a pattern. Two can not be a pattern. Can't, it can't be a pattern. Thematically, Charizard being a dragon type makes sense, right? Like... I don't think anyone would be like, wow, why would they make Charizard a dragon type Terra? Like, I think everyone's in agreement that that made sense. Cinderace being a firefighting, I think makes sense if you look at like the history of Pokemon fans complaining about firefighting, right? Like there was, (laughs) there were so many worries that Cinderace was going to be firefighting just looking at him. It also leans into the soccer hooligan, and I'm looking at you, UK. You know you're a bunch of hooligans and you beat people (laughs) up when soccer games happen. So... So I think I think if we just go thematically here of a poison type Terra, Greninja does fit thematically because Ninja's poison. Um, so does Spies. It could be Intellion. It could be Intellion. Mm, uh, it could also just be Hisuian Typhlosion, right? There are no rules. It could yeah, just be Yeah, there's no rules. <laughs> it could be Delphox. It doesn't actually. Um, so thematically, though, I think Greninja makes the most sense. On a technical level, competitively, or I don't know, I don't know what to call it, like in a raid, like strategically, it makes the most sense because 
Poison is weak to Psychic. Greninja counters that by naturally being a dark type. Poison is also weak to ground. Greninja counters that naturally to being a water type. Um, so I think that does both thematically and strategically both make sense. Now, again, it could just be Hisuian Typhlosion. It could be it could be Hisuian Samurai. Like, who, who knows, right? Who knows? I guess technically if it was Hisuian Samurai, I think for the most part the same <laughs> counters work, right? Because they're both water dark. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, but who knows? I mean, I mean by the, maybe by the time this podcast goes up, we know exactly what that will be. Um, I, I will build raid counters, you know, based off that. Um, if it if it is, you know, Greninja, we would at least know for sure it would have water Shuriken, right? There's no way they would ever release like like the same reason they would that's, never release Cinderace without Pyro Ball. They're never going to release Greninja without water Shuriken. That's a signature move. <laughs> <laughs> Greninja can be a mixed attacker, though, um, which is interesting because I think Light Screen and Reflect are pretty uh, important to raids, unless your name is Slowbro and you're just very selfish and you just iron defense yourself and ignore your I entire team. need nobody <laughs> yeah, but <I'm>, me. <laughs> Let them cook. Uh, but <laughs> Greninja does no Brick Break, so I don't know if that's 800 IQ if they do make Greninja a mixed attacker and you set Light Screen and you set Reflect and it knows Brick Break. Who knows? Um, I don't think we should be too concerned until we actually finally know what the Pokemon ends up being. But correct, mm. you know, even even if we're surprised by Greninja's move set day one, there's the whole weekend plus a whole <laughs> other weekend after it. Assuming it is Greninja, but I I do kind of like the here's the Terra type. What do you guys think it is? I I do think that was like interesting marketing from the Pokemon company. I think it's fun. Yeah. Are there dates? Uh, sorry, I missed it. Yeah, you were fixing your camera. Uh, January 27th through 29th next oh, okay. weekend. So it is oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And great. then February 10th through 12th. Got it. So we'll, we'll, we'll maybe Game Freak will throw us a curveball. It'll be Poison Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Poison Charizard. <laughs> Very interesting. I think the other thing, I, I'm curious, uh, we, we, we don't have enough raid battles under our belt to, to, to know is uh i think charizard did have terror blast but it didn't really matter because charizard had learns dragon type moves right and mm -hmm. um cinderace didn't have terror blast but greninja using greninja as an example greninja only knows two poison type moves one is toxic spikes which is completely useless in raids yep. and mm -hmm. then the other one is gunk shot which is a physical move um but water shuriken is special so it could take advantage of Terra Blast, but I, it would be weird for them to... I don't think it would be weird. It's just interesting that like a lot of five and six star raid Pokemon don't rely on Terra Blast. So for example, like Corviknight, if it's a water type Corviknight or a, a, a fire type Corviknight or a bug type Corviknight, none of that matters because Corviknight doesn't learn those moves and it doesn't have Terra Blast. It will always right. just know Drill Pack, Iron Head, Bulk Up. Um, I think it knows like... Tailwind. So, like, when you look at Corviknight and you're like, oh, it's fire, like, you just know it doesn't have a fire type move. So, I'm, I'm curious mm -hmm. if when they're picking for seven star raid Pokemon, if their natural move set plays a part of that. So, again, with Greninja, what? the only one it knows is Gunk Shot, but it, they could give it Terra Blast to make up for that. Would Toxic Spikes go off if your Pokemon fainted? Because you are sent mm. back in. Oh, right. I don't know. 
I don't know that I've ever seen it. I would imagine it would go off unless you had something that ate up the toxic spikes. Yeah, I don't know. I will say after doing... um, So I did enough Cinderace raids. This is how I can tell how many Cinderace raids I did. I did so many Cinderace raids that I maxed out on fighting Terra Shards. Oh, boy. Whoa. So I did more Cinderace raids than I did Charizard raids. And I did a lot of Charizard raids, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, I, I just... Uh, all, all my shiny Pokemon are level 100 at this point. Because I just was like, I, I need to dump these candies into something because you can't have more than 999 large candies or whatever right i think charizard gave more xls than cinderace did but uh i did a lot of cinderace and i i think my two takeaways besides we uh, look i could spend an hour complaining about stored power slowbro um I, I, I don't think i need to i think my two takeaways are i i really don't think leftovers or black sludge are worth it in raids at all and the reason I think that is because every turn, the game has to say that Leftovers goes off and your clock is still ticking when that happens. Right. And the amount of times where there's only like five to ten seconds left, if if like Leftovers throughout the entire raid is like a minute of your entire timer just going off and... I was calculating like the HP you get back, like I was using a Toxapex. And I was like, I'm only getting like 11 to 15 HP back every turn. Like, this doesn't matter at all. Like, even in two turns, it's like 30. Like, yeah, there are some turns where you survive with like one HP of like, oh, I got, but there are also turns where it's like, oh, I got full health and he crit me, even though he was like negative yep. four. Like, it didn't really mm -hmm. matter here. Like, there's so much RNG. It was like, does having a little bit of extra HP matter? Yes, 100%. Never, not going to debate that. Does having a little bit of a HP to whittle down your timer because of the mm -hmm. message popping up for everyone worth it? That's what I don't think is really worth it. Like, there might be... Like, I switched Black Sludge on Toxapex to Mirror Herb. So when Cinderace bulks up turn one, I get the defense boost turn one. And that did a million times better for not only waiting every turn to be like leftovers has repeated like i just had that like bulkier set right away um i obviously he clears it at some point but so yeah the more i do raids the more i'm like yeah i don't think these which is which is totally nice like right like i think there are there are there are um moves that are so good for raids that you would probably never see in a story playthrough um, or you would really never see competitively like, you know, I have did three years of competitive in Sword and Shield. I don't think I ever saw a Pokemon Acid Spray once <laughs> in Sword and Shield, but Acid Spray is so good in raids. And then I think there are there are held items that you see all the time competitively, but you would you wouldn't really see in raids and vice versa, which I think is great. I think that's absolutely fantastic that like. You know, I had some people ask, like, oh, I love your raid Pokemon that you built on, like, Instagram. Can I use these in competitive? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, no. They're, they're, I mean, no, you no, could. No. You could. <laughs> but, like, no, they're they're specifically designed for, for raids. Um, the other thing is any move with recoil, I think, is completely terrible for raids. So, uh, example would be, like, Brave Bird. And the reason that they're bad for raids is because I believe Brave Bird, off the top of my head, you get one third the damage recoiled back to you. So, for example, if you're doing 300 damage, you take 100 damage. 
And so there would be situations where I would bulk up twice and then they would be weak against flying and then I would brave bird. And because I was doing so much damage and because the health, the boss's health is way past like 400, right? Like the, like the boss will have like 10,000 HP or something like that. You just can't see it. I would do so much damage that I would recoil myself 400 damage, which means I was probably doing like 1200 damage, right? And then I would instant kill myself because I was doing so much damage. So I think any move with recoil isn't really worth it in raids. Um, and if you're survi- if you're surviving your recoil, you're probably not doing as much damage as you think if you're surviving yeah. your own recoil. Right. Um, right. Uh, so anyways, I, 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 I like Cinderace. I do think it was harder than Charizard, and I think it was harder because the same reason some six-star raids are hard for people, they have no way to control the snowball that can happen with bulk up or like a swords dance or like... um. Uh, some, some raid Pokemon have Moxie. So every time you faint, that Pokemon gets stronger because that's how Moxie works. So I, 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 there, there was a way to control, obviously, Cinderace's bulk up. You could either taunt it or you could just chilling waters. Literally one Pokemon with chilling water completely controls that. Um, but I've noticed in raids where that didn't happen, um, it was like, oh, this makes sense. Like, I, I totally understand why more people would fail this than not because Charizard didn't have a way to control. Like, Charizard never got stronger or weaker. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I guess technically you could argue it got stronger when the sun was up with solar yeah, power. Yeah, it got a little stronger. But the, the like, the bulk up control, I think, was... I, I, I don't think it was bad. I think it was, uh, like... Now, you, now, people who don't know what bulk up did, I think they now they <laughs> know. know. They, they know do now. <laughs> well, so I was talking to Greg earlier. Um, I don't have Cinderace yet. Like I've done some Cinderace raids with a couple people in Slack, and I have a slow bro. Like I have a raid ready slow bro. Um, but we couldn't beat it. Like it was there was there was three of us, and we tried. Uh, we tried like four or five times. Um. I don't know. It was like three o'clock in the morning, my time. Yeah, that's, that's a rough time to but, be doing stuff. Yeah. It, um, so I don't have it yet. So I was thinking, like, I was like, okay, I have until uh, four o'clock my time today <laughs> to try to get one. But um, it, I think it was definitely harder than uh, Charizard. But at the same time, I don't know. We didn't have a perfectly ready team for it. Uh, like I did. I had my slow bro, but I, I know that there was like, and we only had three people as well. So we didn't have that. We had didn't have that fourth person in there helping out. But it's definitely. I think it was definitely harder than Charizard for sure. It's still like wild to me that the whole reason. This is the one thing I will say about the stored power slowbro. It's still wild to me that the whole reason the stored power slowbro became well, like ideally became popular is because people didn't want to play online with other people. And so the whole point of the stored power slowbro was like. I hate playing online with other people because they don't know what they're doing. So with this Slowbro build of Iron Defense and Stored Power, I can do it myself with NPCs. That was the entire point of why it existed. But I, like I said, I have maxed out my Fighting Terra. I have done so many Cinderace. And when I was, I, I, I did this new like thing on Twitch where I was like, let's go into random raids. Like, Cause I helped everyone in my Twitch channel, right? I was like, okay, who, who doesn't have a Cinderace? Cool. We got Cinderace. Great. Great. You got Cinderace. You got Cinderace. Great. Cool. 
I want to see what people are using online because you guys are all using great stuff. You're all using Armor Rouges and Slowbros, like Slowbros and Toxapex and like whatever was uh, recommended. And there was never a single Slowbro in the countless amounts of like, let's just jump online. Okay. Azumarill, Iron Hands, like the iron, like the things you would see. Like, I don't think Mm -hmm. Sylveon's a good choice, but we'll see if your Sylveon can do. No, it can't. There wasn't a single (laughs) Slowbro that didn't Iron Defense turn one. Iron Defense turn two. Yeah, like, and it's just like, this is so crazy to me because the whole point of the Slowbro was so you didn't do it online mm-hmm. because people were complaining that no one online knew what they were doing. So why are you here? I don't understand. Why, why are you here? <laughs> I mean, what, that, that's the thing of a person looking up a build, finding a build, but not reading anything around it, right? Yeah, no context. Like, just finding a, a lot of people just look at builds online and don't read the context like how you should use this like oh i know how to play pokemon i just need a good move set done out mm-hmm. done and dusted i got it it'll be great that was like my jonathan example last week when i was like oh the, this person named jonathan joined my raid and i was streaming on twitch so the only way they could have joined my raid was by watching my stream because the code would have been on the stream in real time and then they were using the armor rouge I built, but they weren't using the other three moves. They were just using expanding force. Like they like. I, yeah, yeah. Like you got the build, right? But you're just spamming the attack when it was like, oh, no, expanding force is like you use that like move, like turn four or five. Like you use that after you use the other three moves <laughs> that the armor rouge has. So, yeah, that was like it was just so like I couldn't help but like laugh every raid of like. Oh, you just, you're just hitting the, like, the things you were told to hit. And, like, mm-hmm. uh, you cannot stray from that stray. Like, like, no cheers for anyone else. Like, doesn't matter if everyone else is dying. I'm going to hit, I'm never going to help anyone else. I'm just going to hit the, the, the moves that, like, I was told to hit. And then it doesn't work. I don't know. It's just wild to me. Like, the psychology of, like, what are you, what's going through your mind right now? Well, yeah. I I mean yes absolutely because it's a team based game and I, if you don't want it to be a team based game then why are you why are you here <laughs> like you can do this fine <laughs> offline like it works but the I whole can, point is to work offline <laughs> right right although like for for me like I don't have seven star raids so like I don't have I haven't done all the things post game to get the seven star raids to show up so I can see like I can see people who are like I want to get a Cinderace mm-hmm. I'm gonna join a, a raid and. I'm going to win and I'm going to spam a move because in the normal game, I just spam a move, right? Like I just Uh spam a move and we win, right? And like not understanding that these raids, I mean, this is the first game ever where you actually have to have a decent amount of strategy. It's only the second game that has raids, but it's the, you know, first one ever where there has to be a decent amount of strategy in what you're doing during these raids for these seven star ones specifically, and maybe in the six star ones as well. But, um, so I can see, I can definitely see people who have only played Pokemon one way for however long and are like, well, I'll just do this in the raids, right? Like seven star raids. And, uh, you know, here's a build that I found online and oh, here's, here's a streamer who he's been winning all these raids or he knows how to win these raids. Um, they'll carry me. I'm just going to just, you know, spam this thing. And, uh, and clearly that does not work in, uh, yeah, I I feel like, again, I've, I've done a lot of raids. I, and I, I feel like. If I see somebody come in and the first thing they do is just spam an attack, 
that tells me that they they don't understand the mechanics. Because yep. there's zero yep. reason why you should ever go into a raid and just be like high horsepower. Like hmm. if anything, you should hit attack boost and then hit high horsepower because your high horsepower is going to do more damage. But also everyone sitting next to you, their high horsepower are going to do more damage, right? Like there's no reason to ever hit an attack turn one unless that attack is something like acid spray where it's lowering the special defense of Cinderace. So that like that tells me right away what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I teased Greg on stream where I think Greg said something like, I think more people are succeeding than failing. But the amount of people that I just like, I, I see them get one shot in the raid and then I go over. I don't know if you guys know this, but you can like go over and like click on their Pokemon and you can see what level they are. But you can't see that before the raid starts. You have to be in the raid and then you have to like fight the menu of like locking up Ugh. before it. Like, so I would like click on these Pokemon and be like. You're 75, you're 80, you're you're 60, you're 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 97. Why are you 97? You don't have three rare candies? Like it's just like the amount of people that were just and I I don't want to put the complete blame on them because nowhere does it tell you Cinderace's nope. level. Although you could easily look it up. Um and again, you know, a lot of these players probably went through this story and was like this was relatively easy, you know, ideally, you know, most Pokemon games are easy because they just want you to get to credits so you can unlock everything. But like, I just think about this one, like the Gengar, for example. Like it was like a level 75 Gengar. It was the standard moveset because I could look at all of it. And it was like, oh, you just did a promoted Gengar raid. You caught Mm -hmm. it because it's level 75 when you catch it. It has all the moves. And then you you didn't EV train it. You didn't IV train it. Although it probably has decent IVs. You didn't put a held item on it. And now you brought it here. And now it's getting one shot. I literally used Chilling Water six times on Cinderace. He was negative six attack. He was still one-shotting that Gengar. (laughs) (laughs) And I just thought, like, you, Mr. Gengar player, you will, any raid you join, you are instantly losing it for the three other people. And it's because the game has no communication of, like, even, even if it showed the levels before you joined, I think that would be so helpful. Yeah. Because it would alert mm-hmm. the other players like, oh, I'm backing out because we can't win. We literally can't with the level 75 Gengar. I mean, maybe some, maybe like three very coordinated people could carry that level 75 Gengar. I'm sure, but not three random people, not even knowing that the Gengar is 75 until after the battle has already started. And after the battle started, it's like, oh, we're done for. We're, it's too late. We're, it's too late. <laughs> and I don't I mean, want to hear that- the argument. I saw this last week on like one of the YouTube comments of like, oh, it's just a bunch of kids. I, I do not want to hear that argument. There are so no. many. Ter- and again, but Greg can agree with me 100% because he's played Final Fantasy, which is more of a, an adult-based game than Pokemon. I will say this. I will say like an MMO is normally more an older audience because it requires a monthly subscription that's and the, the main the difference topics are definitely 13 plus <laughs> but <laughs> so, so greg playing final fantasy 14 me playing destiny there are so many adults that are just dog water at video games and that's fine it's mm-hmm. okay to be bad at video games but it's it's the people that like don't listen to like feedback like if i'm in a destiny raid and somebody keeps dying over and over and i'm like hey man like maybe try a different gun or hey maybe you should like do this first and they're like no nah, no nah, i'm good and it's like are you because you've died more than everyone else and we're gonna sit here for another two hours unless you just make this small minor tweak like mm, hear me out man <laughs> you need another and smoke that's... break first <laughs> like <laughs> well that's what i, I was think... gonna say like 
I think kids are actually more likely to try to figure out how to win the raid than adults are. Like, in in a way of, I feel like there are a lot of adults who they'll come into, a, they might come into a raid or, and they'll just, I, I've seen this in like Pokemon Go, right? And I know that's different than this, but there are a lot of adults who will come into a raid or something and they'll be like, oh, I got this. Like, I know what I'm doing or like, you know, I've done this before or whatever. And then you see them pull a Pokemon out. That's like, oh, that Pokemon is not going to do well here. Like, I- I'm not really sure why they brought that Pokemon, but okay. You know, I'm not one to be like, hey, you're not using the right, like for a Pokemon Go raid, right? I'm not going to step over to the person Ooh, and be like, you, need the to- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but I've seen that. And then those people will just be like, we, if we lose, they're like, oh, okay. And they'll like walk away. I have seen that like, too. Yeah, I Actually, you're right. A, yeah. you know, I have like, seen that well, where, uh, where like an adult will walk away from a five star raid after like failing it once. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah okay. But yeah, and, and the thing is, is adults have very different needs as far as how you need to coach them. <laughs> and they have very different needs as far as their time. Yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm not saying like, it's a. One I'm just saying, that, like, I what, can yeah, see that happening. It, it does happen. One thing that I, I, I don't ever want to get into is taking, like, we can draw some conclusions off of anecdotal what we see, but we don't know the full story. Like, we saw a person bring a 75 Gengar, not understanding what the raid was, losing. We don't know what they did after that, right? We have mm. no way to speculate if they went and oh, learned. I know. They, they probably made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. They probably took a bath. Yeah. Um, they may have taken a break. They may have said, I'm going to come back and talk to my friends. Who knows? <laughs> what what actually happens right like you can watch like i this is the new patch week for final fantasy 14 14, right we have one new dungeon we have a completely new raid all of it's brand new and between tuesday when it first came out which was rough to thursday when it was like what we're sailing through just easy not a problem like these are people that they do learn, but you you have to approach, especially adults, in a way that doesn't make them angry mm-hmm. and where they're open to feedback. Because mm-hmm. adults shut down. I am a trainer for my. I am a trainer. We have to deal with this all the time. Adults will shut down learning within the first two minutes if you don't approach them correctly. Because they're like, mm-hmm. nah, you don't tell me I'm an adult. I know what's going on. You don't. You have nothing to teach me. So you have to approach them in a very different way than kids who are like, I'm sat in front of a teacher and told what to do every day and I have zero level of autonomy. Like, this is what I'm used to. And Greg, you're talking about how you're a trainer and what you do. If you're training people on something, I'm assuming you're talking about like work-related. Yeah. Uh, what you do for work, that can sometimes be more of a necessity for that person's life at that moment if it has to do with some way of their communication and things like that. Then and even they like, will still shut you down. Right, exactly. What's frustrating is I have to spend, we as trainers have to spend an extraordinary amount of time explaining to them why this is worth their time. Mm-hmm to get them to buy into what we're doing. Like that is a vital part of how we have to train adults is you have to convince them Mm -hmm. why this is worth it. And telling them because it's your job doesn't cut it. You can't (laughs) tell an adult, well, this, this is your job. You have to do this. They, 
they don't care. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, I, I, my job is fine the way it is. I don't need this new information. It's teaching adults. Like, I sometimes wish I could teach kids because at least you have a minor amount of authority over kids. <laughs> adults are wild. <laughs> Wild. It's so frustrating dealing with adults that is, sometimes. That is very true. Well, very I, I had, I had, um, I, I had the thing that, uh, you know, I, I kind of suggested where, where people were scared to ask for help, right? Like I had somebody come into my stream and they were like, "Hey, I was one of those people you were talking on the podcast. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm here to ask for help. Can you help me? If not, no big deal." And I was like, "For sure, can help you. What do you got?" They were like, "I only got a level 100 Coridon." I was like, oof, okay, oof. not the best okay. choice, uh, but I was like, all right, let me let me grab some people in in my community, like in Twitch chat, that I I know that will help, and we we did it right. We did it first try. They had a Coridon. I like I was like, hey, to be honest, you're probably not going to attack because you're not going to do that much damage. I was like, defense cheer turn one, and then just heal cheer turn two and three. And by that that time, we should be pretty set up to knock it out, and we did. And they were really happy. And that was great. That was like a great feeling. They got Cinderace. They were bummed that they missed Charizard. Uh, like an amazing experience. Love those experiences, right? Like it's the reason why I ran King's Fall a million times. I was like, I'm not getting any rewards because I only get rewards once a week. But like, here we are, like just helping somebody else complete King's Fall again um, in Destiny. So and then there was another person that was like, hey, first time doing raid. I have a stored power slow, bro. I, I, I saw it was good. Don't know how to do it. I was like, great. I was like, you're not going to do what you heard. I'm going to you're going to you're going to iron defense once. You're going to nasty plot twice and then you're going to hit stored power. I was like, this is very different from probably what you read. And they're like, okay. And they did it and we one shot it. And the reason we one shot it is because I used acid spray three times and then somebody else attack cheered. And I, I knew the damage calculations would be more than enough. So you didn't have to waste three turns iron defensing, three turns store powering or iron nasty plotting. And they were like, oh my gosh, like that worked great. And then afterwards they were like, I don't really know what stored power does. Can you explain it? And I was like, yeah, I'm <laughs> right. perfect. And yeah, it, exactly. it's crazy to me because, like, I explained stored power in, like, le- maybe less than two minutes. And it's, like, I, it, like that's very hard to do in, like, an infographic. And I make infographics for, like, Instagram and stuff. But I was, like, man, I feel like if there are YouTubers or video content or, like, why would you not explain that? Like, it's relatively easy to explain. And I think it's important to explain, like, what it's doing. But it doesn't surprise me that people are, like, oh, I was just told to do these three moves, yeah. then these three moves, then this move. And it's like, oh, man, you can cut a lot of that out if you kind of realize the what's happening around you. Yeah. yeah. This is it, my eternal struggle as a professional trainer because everybody wants what's now called micro-training, which is give me the most vital information in a couple of minutes I know the rest. And my entire (laughs) career at this point is trying to convince everybody you don't know the rest. Mm -hmm. You don't know. Like, yeah, I can look up to say, where's the bathroom in Spanish? I don't know how to speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I know how to build this slow bro. I don't know how to play the rest of the game. Right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people focus on short bite content. And it's very popular and it works really well. But your audience, you don't know that your audience knows the context upon which your short bite video fits. Yeah. And there's just not a lot of content creators or a lot of trainers out there that are like, I'm going to build videos around the context because context doesn't 
isn't as snappy and doesn't do as well. Mm-hmm. It's also, though, based on like the person who is receiving that information's time, right? Like you were just saying, like time. That person may have seen one video or read one article that said, like, here's a build or something, you know, something along oh, those yeah, lines. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, and like, they didn't I, I'm sure further, like Polygon right? or IGN like, has, like, this oh, yeah. is the best build for Cinderace this right. weekend. And then they came in, they're like, hey, I got to do this Cinderace raid. I've got, you know, the next 20 minutes or 15 minutes where I'm free to do this thing that's only here this weekend. Hey, help me do this thing. And it's like, okay, well, you got to build because you saw that, you know, you read that article on Polygon or whatever, IGN or some content creator. Um, and now you're here and it's like, okay, but a few more minutes of research, you would have seen how this works. But it's like, at that point, they're like, well, I didn't have a few more minutes. I just saw this article, built this thing. And then, you know, came in and did this. And so I think it's kind of tough. It's tough. It's tough when you don't have context on the receiving end. And it's also tough when you don't have context (laughs) of what you're, what like you're walking into. Right. Also, Google likes to do that thing where it will show just the build in the The middle window and cut out the rest of the context. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Or when Mm -hmm. it says, don't use this build is the two sentences above it, but they're just seeing the build. You're like, yeah, Yeah, only use this build this way. And then, but they don't show that. They're just like, here's the build. No, there were, there were a ton of trainers this weekend that I played with that they were like, my only level 100 is Skeledurge or my level only 100 is Mimikyu or my only level 100 is uh, whatever. Insert Pokemon here. And we were able to get all of those people through Cinderace because the other three Pokemon had strategy and the person who was like, this is the only thing I had, they were like willing to listen and they were like Mm -hmm. excited that they were like, okay, I know what my role is. My role is going to be like defense cheer, heal cheer. If I have leer or screech or whatever like i'm going to use that like and that's great like that's the kind of like person you want to play with right like somebody who's like right. open to being like cool i'm like very yep. I'm, I'm like ready to do this with you guys and yeah well and i'll tell you like if you take just a random pokemon player who's going to jump into these raids and let's say they got a level 100 something that doesn't help right something where the attacks aren't going to help and you're expecting them to know to cheer like they won't right like because when are you ever doing that other than in raids right you see you the menu pops up you know i have four attacks you go to the attacks you don't even click down to see what is the cheer one right it's just i'm going to go into my attacks i'm going to attack well it was also three years of sword and shield where cheering only happened when you were dead yeah. Right. Right. Yep. Exactly. And it was and it was forced. Right. It was forced. Uh-huh. You, it was the only thing you could do when you had fainted. So now it's like it's an option. And I guarantee you, anyone who hasn't taken the time for good or bad reason, I mean, like not blaming them, but anybody who hasn't looked into it very much is probably just going to go straight to attacks and then do one of their four attacks. They're not going to go to cheer. Last bit of news was the uh, one thousand and eight trailer. That came out. Yeah. Um, they also so in in the in the in the announcing the having the it was like eight minutes I think the trailer was eight minutes which felt like thirty seconds when you were watching it if yeah. zoomed by I guess it probably shows how great that video was since it went by so fast. Um, they announced the tandem mouse. They announced the seven star poison. They also said a so- scarlet and violet update will come at the end. Late February, I think, were their words. 1.2. So, assuming that when when Scarlet and Violet lost, it was 1.0.1. That only added online play. And then there was 1.1, which 
was when they added Charizard and they fixed the cloning glitch and then they fixed the Elite Four music thing and then they fixed the RNG thing in competitive. So they did do a, quite quite a couple fixes for the stuff. There's still a lot broken with this game. So <laughs> uh, if, if there was one thing on my wish list of what they could fix... I, I, I would love to say frame rate because the frame rate's so bad, but I think my number one thing would be the PC and how terribly slow it loads and how mm-hmm. you can't like drag and drop Pokemon from different boxes like you used to in the old game. And the only way to equip or look at ribbons is by removing them from your PC and putting them in your party. By the way, there's a bunch of people I saw that um on my TikToks, other people's TikToks, Instagram that are like, my Cinderace didn't have a mark. It does, but because the PC is so terribly broken, you have to move the Cinderace to your party or the Charizard and then turn the mark on and then move it back to the PC. Um, I don't know if 1.2 will fix the PC, uh, but my, my, my number one wish list would be the PC. Uh, my, maybe my number two would be frame rate. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. My number two is getting stuck in the cheer menu in raids where you can't actually hit the button you wanted to cheer you can't back out you're just stuck there okay so i had this work it works 50 percent of the time greg it's it's either it works or it doesn't (laughs) it's like finding a shiny you either find it or you don't uh if you hit the home button and go back out to the menu (laughs) if you hit the home button and then you go back in it has fixed it for me and then i got unstuck try that no 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 Bad. You also might just disconnect from the raid. Who knows? Yeah, correct. Bad. <laughs> Who? This is bad. Stop. <laughs> Fix it. Who knows? Um, my worry is that the 1.2 update only adds Pokemon Home compatibility <laughs> and nothing else. Yeah. That's my expect. I would. I would hold your expectations of that at the moment. Yeah. Who knows? Um, the video was good. The 1008 video yeah. was good. Um. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they made a big deal about Goldango. Still don't know how to say its name. Golden Gold, Goldango being the 1,000th Pokemon. By the way, I don't care which one it is pronounced. I just don't know which one it is. I don't know which it is. Yeah. Uh, it's the 1,000th Pokemon. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I like the trailer. I don't know if you guys had any extra thoughts on it. Trailer? I don't know what to call it. Video, Video recap? presentation? Video preview, yeah. 25-year recap or 27-year recap? I did that. Um, it was cute. It was fun. Yeah. It was entertaining. Uh, I, I I felt a little towards the end when they were going through each one and counting, doing the numbers. I'm like, okay, you could you could have put a bunch of these on the screen at the same time and sped this whole I thing. Said, up. I thought they were gonna do one by one the entire time. I was and when they were doing happy three by three, didn't. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, all the starters. That makes sense. And then I was like, oh, we're doing like twenty gra- like root one Pokemon at once. I was like, yeah. oh, we're burning through this. But it was still eight minutes long. Like there's a lot yeah. of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. I liked the grouping. I like the way they did the grouping, right? Yeah. And then they had like the baby Pokemon at one point, and then just kind of seeing the different groups and and thinking like, oh, that's kind of cool to to you know see how those were grouped together or see, you know, or kind of try to figure out why they were grouped together. Yeah, to see why why and how they grouped certain ones together. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I didn't realize, I, I guess, like, we've talked about it before. I know we've talked about it before, but then I didn't put two and two together until they did the Pokedex, where they showed the Paradox Pokemon, and then they showed um, the four 
rune, the treasure runes, like the four legendary Pokemon. And then they showed um, Roaring Moon and Iron Valiant. Valiant. And I was like, oh, wait, why are those two not with the first set of Paradox? And then I realized both of those Pokemon were based off Megas. But also, like, it would mess up the Goldango thing. Yeah. But it's still like those those two Pokemon are respectively based off mega forms and they're not mm-hmm. with the initial pairing that were the I, I just thought I don't think it means like I don't think it's any well, deeper was, than that. <laughs> I was confused about that as well because after because okay, so when they started doing the Paldean Pokemon, those were all what their national um dex number is, yes. right? Like that was kind of where that started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they got to the obviously the Golden Go being a thousand. But I just thought it was weird that they, unless I l- was watching that incorrectly, but I thought it was weird that they cu- they did separate out the uh, Paradox Pokemon. Yeah, the like, only two that are separated out were the two I just thought that that was weird that they Pokemon. even separated them out from, e- from each other. Yeah. Because um, the, the last only- eight weren't. Yeah. What was one one through four? One through four was the the four. Um, yeah, one thousand one was uh, the slug. One thousand two was the scoliosis leopard. One thousand three was the <laughs> the ashtray, and then one thousand four was the the fish. <laughs> the cutie right. Fish. So then five, six, seven, and eight were four of the five, and six were Mega Salamance, roar, aka Roaring Moon, and then Gallade and Gardevoir. Iron Valiant, and then seven was Coridon, and then eight was Miraidon. Oh, yep. right, right, okay, okay. So I guess it wasn't as different as I thought, but I still thought it was weird that they separated them out from each other. But I guess if they're based on the Megas, that that makes more sense. The one thing I wish they had not done is ended that with the catch 'em all motto again. <laughs> that that thing needed to be stay buried and never come back. That. Dude, why why would you why would you talk about that at this point? Why would you bring that up? Why would why even mention it? I mean, just hey, they said they weren't gonna do a national decks and we're how many main series games deep now? Five main series games deep for the Switch, and there's no national decks in any of them. <laughs> just just leave it. Just leave it. Just this is this ha- is the same company that did you could have done. Fighting type for Cinderace. They know what they're doing. They know what buttons they're pushing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just a, they're just trolling people at that oh, yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I am here, here for, for Game Freak trolling their tr- fan base at this point. <laughs> they're probably like, "This is the only video game keeping the lights on." <laughs> Take this. <laughs> uh, okay, well that's that's our that's our episode for today. Bunch of stuff on YouTube. Like I said, if you want to see my reaction to the eight one thousand eight, that's on YouTube. I did a a huge video. It took me two days to edit it and cut it and all that stuff uh, about what is actually happening in a raid battle. Um, I had to do that raid battle like solo to show to like break it down and like slow it down. Um, it works for both like solo and co op. It is me fighting Cinderace. That just because Cinderace is gone doesn't mean like that video is irrelevant. It's to show you mechanics of the battle, not specifically this is how you defeat Cinderace. Um, so you can take what you learn there. Um, I've heard a bunch of feedback that it was really helpful and I didn't know this. Uh, people didn't know how critical hits worked. Like people were very shocked that critical hits ignore stat changes. 
So like if your Cinderace is like negative any Pokemon, I'm just using Cinderace for example. If your Cinderace is negative four, the critical hit ignores that and then boosts the damage. Or if you're like really bulky, like if you're a Slowbro with six six plus six or three iron defenses, critical hit ignores that. Like that's the whole point of critical hit and why it's like so um uh momentum critical. shifting in a battle. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of like maybe little stuff that you don't know. It like, explains how the raid shield works and stuff and why you're you feel like you're not doing that much damage when a raid shield goes up. Um, so a bunch of tips and tricks for that um, uh, Cinderace fight. It's it, on YouTube. It's the video with the armor rouge in the thumbnail, if that makes it easy for you. And some non Pokemon news. If you're really into Monster Hunter, I will be streaming Monster Hunter on January 20th. Monster Hunter Rise comes out on PS5 and PS4. So I'm just going to spend a day to play that because I still like Monster Hunter. So anyone who listened to The Carve and somehow found this show because of The Carve will at least have a Monster Hunter day this weekend. So Monster Hunter on Friday on Twitch. Otherwise, Pokemon all this week. Yeah. Uh, Larvitar Community Day on the 21st, uh, which is Saturday, not Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Craig, are you coming to this or is this the weekend you can't? Uh no, I can this weekend. Okay, okay. Um so Lavatar Day there. Um and then Lunar New Year also starts that weekend in Pokemon Go. There's a lot of Pokemon stuff happening, so uh We've got um Crown Zenith uh TCG also the twentieth comes out I think. on Friday as well. Yes. And I believe the, the Pokemon Company and uh four packs, the Reggie Drago and Reggie Alecki uh like collection boxes yeah. and the etbs come out on friday i believe the pokemon company is sending me crown zenith so i think i can open it on the 19th but yes the official launch day is 20th mm-hmm. um so that's exciting i don't know if that's that's gonna be worth it or not hold hold thoughts on that I, it might be <laughs> that's that's no that's that's going to be worth okay, it okay okay it is it's going to be worth that, it last sword that, and shield that, set that, got <laughs> the galarian gallery 70 like full art cards of pokemon that Charizard premium good. box was not worth it. <laughs> it <laughs> wasn't, but what's my Roserade Rosalia? I think the English Roserade is in there, isn't it? Or is it was that the, the set English before? Rose that was the set was before. In, right? the, the English Roserade came out. I got those. Yeah, 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 that came out the set before. Yeah, no Roserade, but there are well, a lot then of. I'm done. There are a lot of great cards in. Is this the? Are, is this the um, the Mew with the Cramorant in it? Yes, oh, the Mew okay. with the Cramorant. There's a really cool Pikachu secret rare in this. Is this set. that like really there like is... it actually made semi seer cool? Yes, there's the, like a the really cool, cool semi seer. We never thought I would say this on this podcast. There's a cool semi seer coming out in TCG form. <laughs> there's a Ditto. There's a Ditto that looks like Numel uh, card. There's 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 good cards. Uh, it's a 70s uh, card subset, which is the Galarian Gallery. A lot of full arts and things like that. Okay. But, uh, I think it's going to be worth it. Okay, cool, cool. All right. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, I think Hannah was moving this week. I think that's why she couldn't be on. Um, yeah. So, um, and then Greg will be missing for an episode or two when they're traveling. Uh, so we'll have Bobby. We have Hannah. Uh, we, we can always pull Bev or Cody or anyone else too. So, hey, if you missed it, Will's not on the show anymore. <laughs> I'm not sure how many times that's going to be asked on Twitter or Reddit. Uh, uh, Will didn't want like a fancy goodbye uh, at all. So uh, that is very Will, though. I feel like it's very Will. It's very Will. I can't get him to commit 
to a lot of things. A fancy goodbye was never going to be the end. Look, we have talked about his funeral, and his funeral is also not a fancy goodbye. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Will will be back later this year for an episode or two. Um, you know, in in maybe in the next five years when he finally beats Scarlet and Violet, he'll. We have should have opinions. him in in June Pride Month when he's finally finished Scarlet or Violet. Yeah, I think right now his main priority is to find a new place to live. So <laughs> he was one. That's always his priority. I don't blame him. His house isn't that good. Priority. <laughs> uh, okay, we will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Greg. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are. Super effective. Super Scarlet Elite Sucker Box. You you people in your <laughs> elite trainer boxes for no good reason. Yeah, well, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs>